0: this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all let's get started Welcome back to another episode, my love. I'm so excited to be here. The other day I did a post on what men need to know about their emotions and we touched on the concept of emotional avoidance, so I thought I would go into it a little bit deeper here because I think there is a misconception between emotional resilience and emotional avoidance. So what does resilience mean? So the word resilience comes from the Latin word resilio, which means to be. Bounce back or retaliate. So, from my perspective, it's a skill that's needed to process and overcome hardship. And it's really a way of living um, that involves self belief, self compassion, your ability to regulate your emotions, and also enhanced cognition. So, it's the skill that allows us to perceive any challenges or adversities that we are going in present time, going through in present time, as what they truly are, temporary. So it helps us to move through whatever pain and suffering we're going through in the moment. Now, the key word is through, okay? Going back to the Latin word, resilio, when, when it's talking about to bounce back and retaliate, it's not leaning back, it's not, you know avoiding it is retaliating so what does that show you that is leaning forward leaning towards so resilience is about moving through so that's really key here and that's the the biggest distinction I would say between emotional resilience and emotional avoidance okay So someone who has a high level of emotional resilience is someone who you can see in challenging situations and they're able to move through it. They have some level of dignity about it as well. You don't see them falling into some kind of victim mode. They're able to see the situation for what it is yet move through, find the lesson uh, and still find their inner strength through whatever they're going through. So then a lack of emotional resilience would be someone who dwells on the problem, right? Talking about the problem all the time, feeling a victim. Um, Sometimes these people will even find their identity or their significance in their story of being a victim. Ooh, look how bad I had it. Look how victimized I am. And they tend to become overwhelmed and this can lead to them turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms. So that would be a lack of emotional resilience. Someone who is very sensitive and doesn't know how to navigate. Now, you can still be a highly sensitive person, as I am, and still be emotionally resilient. It doesn't mean just because you're highly sensitive, okay, that means you lack resilience. It actually means you need to build this skill even more. So I'm going to encourage you to lean in to building this life skill. Okay, so then what is emotional Avoidance. Okay, so it's the tendency to avoid or control the experiencing or expressing of emotions. So it's like we want to pretend that the emotions, either that I am, you know, just immune to them, or I'm, I'm not someone that needs to express them. It's just not a part of who I am. Some people like to um, tie this even to their identity. They say I'm logical. I'm not emotional, etc. Okay? And this is prevalent. Okay? This is, from my perspective, again, one of the reasons we have so many mental health issues is because we're pretending that we are not emotional beings when we are very much emotional beings. And that's not a good or bad thing. It just means that we need to face the music. If we are emotional and we are emotionally charged and we make most of our decisions based on emotions, hello, that's what marketing is all about, then We just need to become in control of our emotions. We need to become emotionally resilient. It's not about pretending they're not there because this is like beyond the scope of this episode, but this is how we get suppressed, trapped emotions. This is how we create, you know, not only, um, physical disease, but then we cause mental and psychological challenges for ourselves as well. So, um, One of the reasons, though, that we are so avoidant of our emotions, and this is like culturally, like across the board, across the world, is because we have somehow made this association between emotional expression, right, especially when we're talking about big emotions like anger or sadness or insert the big uncomfortable emotion, and we associate that with weakness or misbehavior. Think about that for a second. Think about for like how you were raised. What did your parents teach you about emotions? Did your parents ever express emotions? Did they punish you when you expressed your emotions that were not quote unquote nice? Were you told to go to your room until you got your shit together? Like how were your emotions managed in the home? How did your parents manage their emotions you know, there, again, going back to like men and emotions, like there's a whole school of thought that says men shouldn't express emotions, but then what are we teaching our boys about their emotions? They're not robots. They are human beings just like us, and it doesn't make them any less masculine. In fact, I would say it makes them more masculine to be able to move through their emotions with dignity, Nobody wants a man crying to them like that episode of Friends, you know, when Ross is like, can't stop talking about the way he's feeling. We're not saying that, but there is something extremely attractive about a man who has range with his emotion, has a level of control and can move through with dignity, grounded, still powerful in his being while navigating uncomfortable emotions. So, what was your programming growing up? And again, like culturally speaking, some cultures you don't speak about your emotions at all. So, you're kind of a, as a child trying to navigate. What this emotion means, oh, and then my mom doesn't want to talk to me and my dad doesn't want to talk to me when I'm like that, so there must be something wrong with me. So there we have that cultural and then that internal dialogue about somehow your emotions are wrong, somehow your emotions are weak, and so then we have this like really um, negative association between our emotional expression and what that means about who we are. And so, of course, no wonder we now have a society who is completely emotionally avoidant. Well, guess what? If I'm not familiar with my emotions, how in the heck am I going to tap into Dan's emotions and and have true empathy and can truly hold space for him? And how in the heck am I going to be able to hold space for my little child who is navigating hers and his emotions for their first time if I don't know what it truly means to sit and feel and be with mine? How do I teach my child to move through their uncomfortable emotions, right, grounded and and keep them energetically clear? If any time a bad emotion comes up for me or a big emotion comes up for me, I pretend it doesn't exist. I shut down. I go quiet. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, what's the word? Show them, demonstrate to them how to move through. So no wonder we have a whole society of people who are emotionally avoidant, who are emotionally disconnected. No wonder we don't feel seen in our relationships. How can we feel seen? We can only meet another as deeply as we have met ourselves. And guess what? Our emotions are foundational to who we are. Now, it doesn't mean that every emotion is true and that we need to act on every emotion, but it means we need to process every emotion. So what does it mean then when you are an emotionally avoidant person and someone who has done a high level of work in emotional intelligence? So someone like, someone like me who's now studied it for a while, what it shows me when someone is clearly and it's obvious that they are being emotionally avoidant it shows me that you don't trust yourself to navigate your emotions and that's why i always say it's actually linked to weakness because if you are truly a strong let's look at men for a second again if you're truly strong masculine grounded being then you'd be able to move through your your emotions with dignity because you're a powerful AF man. Like, you can move through. You're like a warrior moving through that. But when you're constantly avoiding and numbing, I'm like, oh, okay, so he's scared of his emotions, right? It also shows me that there's been some kind of programming. Like, maybe you were punished as a child, like we were touching on earlier. You were punished for having them. Or maybe... You were caught in a cycle before of overwhelm, anxiety and you don't want to go through that again because emotions, once once they create momentum, it's hard to break that momentum, right? Momentum is very powerful. So when you get caught in the victim mode and you're caught there for a while and you find significance in there, it's like it feels horrible, but it's also addictive. And once you finally break free from that, you look back on that and you're like oh my gosh like i never want to go through that again and you're embarrassed because you you know that people saw you in your victim mode you it's 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 embarrassing right so what you tend to do is you avoid situations that may trigger you and you do it to an extreme, though, not just in a healthy way, and you have overly rigid boundaries, right? These are all signs of someone who is emotionally avoidant and how it manifests. So, and it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because a, a lot of people are like, How do I create boundaries? I'm, I, I, people don't respect my boundaries. So, Someone who has, you know, very weak boundaries, and then you want to have firm boundaries, but you also don't want to have rigid boundaries. So, someone who has really rigid boundaries also, again, can indicate that they are emotionally avoidant. Why? Because they need to protect themselves so much with these crazy rigid boundaries around them, because, again, they don't trust themselves with their emotions. So, I don't know if you've ever met like a super high maintenance person who's like, you can't do this around me, you can't do that, and don't like, I've been around people who have like, you know, a laundry list of things, including you can't say these words and you can't wear perfume. I'm just too sensitive. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. But you're also living out out in the world with like other human beings. Right. Like we have to build up that like resilience. So or someone that is pretending not to feel them at all. Because I know that it's a part of our human experience, so you pretending that you have zero emotions when something crazy is happening is a sign that you're just being emotionally avoidant and you're numbing yourself out. Okay, so those are all signs of someone who is emotionally avoidant. And I'm going to share my story because I feel like I've been through all of those. So growing up, well, when I was young, I experienced a lot of trauma in my foundational years, like one to five. And... I was such a scared, anxious little girl. So I couldn't speak English, moved to Canada. I was like, what is this? And I was terrified. I didn't talk. I couldn't read. So I was so insecure. And everything made me cry. Everything made me cry. So one of the first days I was on the school ground, and like everybody at that school like knows this story. <laughs> and these, I was so little, I was so little, so I looked about three when I was five, and... I was there and people came to say hello because I was like the new girl and my sister couldn't speak English. Like they had heard all these things so they wanted to come say hello and I was just terrified and I just cried. And I cried and they brought me into the classroom. They had to bring my sister in to come like calm me down. I was constantly crying. I was constantly in like trauma response of flight. I wanted to get the heck out of there. I tried running away from the school, like all of these things. So I was emotionally like... Of a volcano, like I would just anything that triggered me, it would be massive tears all the time. And then as I got older, I got made fun of for it because it was like out of control. I was so sensitive. And my sister used to make fun of me and I used to say really funny things like you're breaking my heart and I would feel like my heart was actually breaking. This is the level of sensitivity I navigated growing up. So if you're a sensitive person, I feel you. (laughs) You are seen. Um, So I was going through that and then I was so embarrassed Of like how victim-y I was. Like everything would be this huge thing that I would cry about. And it would take me so long to bounce back from things. And I was like, this is just straight up embarrassing. So when I moved to uh, Australia and I started doing a lot of personal development, a lot of mindset work, I started really investing in my education. I went flip to the other side because I'm like, you know what? Emotions are, you leave them at the door when you get to work. You know, I saw powerful leaders as people who were not emotional, so I didn't understand. So I made a false connection between being emotionally cold or being emotionally avoidant as someone who was strong and powerful. So my sister nicknamed me the Ice Queen because I went from, she was used to a little girl, that her little sister that she grew up with being so emotional and I would just like, you know, if we got in a fight, I would just punch her and, you know, just basket case to not feeling anything even when I should have been emotional about something but here's the thing your emotions once that chemistry has happened in your body it's too late you don't you don't get to switch your emotions off so it's not that I didn't feel those emotions I just pretended I didn't feel them and they just like bottled up and this is what creates a lot of problems like I said this is it's for like another episode But that's the journey I went through. And then I realized that's not strength either. Because in my relationships, when I was dating guys, it would be like, I feel like I don't know you. I feel like you haven't let me in. And it's true. When you are emotionally avoidant with your own emotions, you don't truly let anybody in. And for anybody that's connected truly with themselves and has a deep sense of knowing for themselves will feel that you are emotionally unavailable and so your relationships will be surface and guess what when your relationships are surface you will feel alone you will feel lonely regardless of whether you are married or have children whatever because nobody can truly see you because you are not willing to truly see yourself and that's when I really embarked on the journey of understanding my emotions and building my emotional intelligence because I realized I actually had the external success. I worked my tail off. You know, I, I made good decisions in my, you know, early 20s after I quit the party life. I made good decisions. I made good investments. I did. I, I took care of things. Right. But I was I felt lonely and I didn't feel fulfilled. And it was because I wasn't allowing myself to truly feel, okay? So on the surface, you would have never known that though, right? Because remember I said my sister knew something was up because that's how she knew me. So on the surface, um, emotional avoidance is difficult to determine because you can mask it as emotional resilience, okay? So for example, someone at your work who never gets angry, Okay, it could be like the crazy situation and they are like poker face. Now, are they placid and easygoing or are they suppressing their emotions? Only that person knows the chemistry that's happening in their body, like what emotion they're actually feeling and also the people close to them can will be able to see if they have some maladaptive coping mechanisms. For example, overeating, overstimulation, overdrinking, always being distracted, moving like fidgeting, even being overly social. So in most things that are extreme can be indicative. So like, for example, someone who is uh, socially avoidant, like they're not even going to go ever to a social thing because something could trigger them, lack of emotional resilience, but the same thing for someone who is always out, who has to always be with someone. They're afraid to be alone when they're alone. They're with their own thoughts and emotions. Not too much. They don't want to face the music. So they constantly keep themselves distracted. But again, only you know whether you are exhibiting emotional resilience or emotional avoidance. So I want you to pause for a second and just reflect on your own journey with your emotions. What has been your journey? Have you been through the roller coaster like me where very emotionally volatile, victim-y and then like ice, ice queen, ice princess? Have you always been avoidant because that's how you were programmed at a young age? Or were you always like quite regulated and like were, were able to move through? I want you to reflect on that for a second. Not just what you think, but what do my actions show? Are my actions of someone who is emotionally resilient or emotionally avoidant? Now, this is so important, my love, because this, this answer is going to either point you towards the direction of the life that you want to take, the life that you want to create, or a life of Dissatisfaction and pain. The only way for us to live truly fulfilling lives is to actually be able to move through the painful parts. So are you someone that when you go through a breakup, you actually allow yourself to feel? Or are you someone that's like, oh, I'm fine. You talk to your friends about it and then boom, you're on to the next person. Because that's another sign of avoidance. So reflect and be honest with yourself. And even in right now, as I ask you that, even the subtle changes in your physiology right now, does your mind want to go somewhere else or can you be truly present with yourself right now? Be like, I'm here with you. I'm answering. I'm emotionally avoidant or I'm emotionally resilient. And just know, That yes, some of us through our life circumstances may have like a higher level of emotional resilience, but it is certainly a skill that you can build. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much, and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember... It's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.